You're listening to the Ember Lecturer. <laughs> And welcome to the Emerald Reprobates Podcast with myself, Derek. And James. This is episode 84. And oh, don't you know it, our old friend Death is rearing his head again. It's going to be a good one. We've had deaths, near deaths, attempted deaths, and all no. sorts of deaths. Hey, you, your woman from Emerald died. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to say be more specific, but like, not like it fucking matters. Who knows anybody from Emmerdale? One of the old... Bar the cast of Emmerdale. Yeah, and my sister. Some other dude, actually, I only seen his name pop up there the other day as well. Um, some actor guy. You def- it was on IMDb or something, and it was only when I was scrolling through, and I kind of went, I recognise his face now. Just off the top of my head, I can't place him again. He's one of them generic guy, old, oldish lad. Like, so you need an old, white, non-threatening looking dude. This was one of the guys on your list. From England? South African. <laughs> no, Which I, one? I, I, I can't remember. Like I say, it's, it's only now that you're saying that. I just some other dude died anyway, but that's not the death we've got. Um, yeah, Sinead O'Connor. You know, I was given that to her. Uh, this, you know, green-blooded Irish podcast. We might as well mention our own. It's unfortunately, she's one to? of our own. Yeah, Sinead O'Connor. Yeah. Uh, before we get into her death, girl can sing. We won't deny that. She got a great voice. I, yeah, I, to be honest, I don't know her stuff, so I can't yeah. comment on her ability to sing or not. Well, can't she she is a good singer, is she? Yeah. yeah. But um, no, to me, what I would know of her, and I did, I, I brought up our Wikipedia page and a few other bits just to refresh my memory or get some actual facts. But all I've ever known of her is she's just this attention whore. Yes. Bottom yes. line, nothing, no other word for it, bar an absolute fucking idiot attention whore yeah. who apparently now had a suicide attempt there uh, on November 29th gone. Is it a suicide attempt or a suicide well, failure? No well what happened was she, it was what's said as being a, she posted a possible suicide note on social media like it was on Facebook um, and I'm, with having, it, I'm having a bad day yeah no no in it no in it she did say uh, I've taken an overdose that's a quote and then goes well, on she Marla Singer over there what? Is she Marla Singer from Fight Club over there? Is Brad Pitt going to turn up and play with a dildo in our apartment? I, I, I don't know. I mean, because what I can understand about, like, you know, I've taken an overdose. Like, if you've taken an overdose, are you preemptively writing this? Is this a scheduled post on Facebook? Because it's, if you've taken an overdose, surely you're not in any fit state. Maybe to, it's those slow, slow release capsules. I don't know. But anyhow, she posted to say, like, she'd taken an overdose and she was staying in some hotel in Dublin under a false name, yada, 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 whatever. Um, but Is this a kind of a... One of those things where you treasure hunt. You have to go around getting clues. Yeah, you go, and go find her. Yeah, clues to find a fucking yeah, potentially find Sinead O'Connor's yeah. corpse. Yeah. You know, it's got your, your little That's pirate it. map, and you're, you're you're breaking out your transition year orienteering uh, day trip yeah. you went on one time, and get a compass up on your iPhone and trying to track That's your way around I the can't city. Remember the the gig I was going to see, but it was in the music center, and uh, the side of that's all covered in famous Irish people's yeah. heads. And there was a treasure hunt going on, and I'm stood there, and all these foreign groups. Do you know who these people are? Uh, the first time I was there, trying to figure out who yeah. Luke Kelly was and uh, Van Morrison. The 15th group, <laughs> I had a list written out. Yeah, there. just, just handed it. <laughs> I, know, I, I remember getting approached like that one time. Somebody asked me, you know, because obviously every fucking foreigner thinks we all speak Irish. Yeah. And like that, he needed something in Irish. I'm like that. I said, listen, mate. Conosatatu. You're asking the wrong bloke. Unless you want to take a piss, you're asking the wrong fella how to fucking speak Irish. Yeah, but this fucking halfway anyway. Um, like, it goes back to her back in 92, ripping up a picture of the Pope on Saturday Night Live in some sort of protest against child abuse uh, by the church, obviously. Um, she wrote an open letter at one point on her website to Miley Cyrus, kind of condemning and saying she's been prostituted out by the music industry and yada, What's yada, yada. the difference between an open letter and a retard's blog? Yeah, f- fuck all, Barry, you've got a blue tick beside your name or something, I don't know. Um, she claimed she'd a punch up a prince back in the day and then but it seemed every I was sticking a fiver on Prince <laughs> yeah I mean I don't know even his little girly arms you could probably knock her out mm. but uh, you know but the story seemed to change every time 
she spoke to somebody else and then it got to the stage where like years later then she played it down completely and just said oh no he's a sweet yeah. guy you know he's always denied it but yeah. as he would he's a camel fucker or whatever so <laughs> yeah but uh, from the Kevin Smith stories about Prince yeah, you never know what's the, going on yeah, yeah you're saying well, what's that uh, non-disclosure non-disclosure thing when you come to his gaff yeah um, this there's a woman who's also been married four times one of which only lasted something like 18 days after she lived with a guy for seven of those. She's four kids, but yeah, she claimed uh, back in 2000 to be a dyke. She then Fair went enough. on and changed her story later on to say that she's kind of, you know, three quarters heterosexual, one quarter uh, lesbian, but she does find herself attracted to hairy men and all. It's like she well, will say if. anything that seems, because again, you know, you go back to 2000, being gay not quite taboo but definitely still a little bit more it's becoming a bit more mainstream and also she's just on this bandwagon of throwing herself yeah. onto um, that fucking the dyke fucking wagon hairy man is it italian all over body hair or is it a uh, hetfield from the mid 80s yeah <laughs> yeah yeah oh, dude. Wait, uh, wait, I mean, which one is i'm it? not gonna get into a tale from the gym right oh. now but there is a dude in the gym oh we got no, we, we've we got to pause Sinead o'connor and get tales from the gym okay there's this guy right <laughs> And I swear to Christ, this, this would be a short one. The dude looks like he's wearing a fucking black mohair jumper. I'm not even kidding you. I, he's, he's just this little wiry guy. And he's in all right, Nick. Like, you know, he looks at himself and that. But he's just got this body hair. And I'm talking about it's everything. It's shoulders, back, arms. Like, it's on parts of the arm where you're kind of going, can you have hair there? Like, like yeah. the back of your arm. And you're kind of going, how do you even get hair on the back of your arm? This dude... He I hasn't mean, fully uh, evolved from ape yet. I was just about to say, this dude is like fucking, what's it, Cro-Magnum or whatever you call him? Yeah, Cro-Magnum man or something like that. This guy, he's like a couple of genomes short of dragging his knuckles along the ground carrying a fucking club. Like, it's unreal though. I've never, I mean, it must be a fucking desperate thing though to be like hairy like that. Where, what can you do about it? Because it's your whole body. So you, yeah, you can't even gonna go, what about a little bit of back hair? Or, I mean, for the whisper of chest hair I have, I often shave it back to, like, I use the clipper, like, to shave it back to nothing. Because for what's there, it's barely worth keeping. <laughs> so I'd rather kind of look like, you know, but shaving the back, you only see a little bit of, of a shadow. You go, ooh, maybe he has chest hair. Yeah, maybe <laughs> and, not. And manly, manly's me up. But yeah, that's, that's the very short and uh, not curly. So, yeah, yeah, the short and curly tail from the gym. But yeah, um, uh, in 2007, she was on Oprah Winfrey and she told her she was bipolar. Uh, you know, again, just throwing out fucking yeah, disorders um, and, and titles yeah. to on herself. Just crazy. Yeah. No, no, but apparently, you know, she was bipolar. But then, you know, fast forward seven years in 2014, uh, again, I believe speaking to Oprah and kind of where are they now sort of segment, she said she was after getting three quote unquote second opinions and she's not bipolar. Now, I'm not sure. Is that something you can outgrow or get better from? Because it's only it's a mental state more than anything, isn't it? Or is it, or is it that the one that's kind of chemical where they can treat you with meds to kind of balance you out a little? I don't know. I assume you can get better from anything. Yeah, if your mind wants yeah. you to. But, um, and if you're Sinead O'Connor and sound like you're crazy, you probably can. Yeah. Um, in 99, she attempted suicide. Um, in 2012, she tweeted for help. Uh, in January of 2012 after a suicide attempt oh, lol yeah no apparently it was after a suicide attempt and somewhere in the suicide attempt she something to do with it she got a broken ankle ends up in hospital and made a second attempt while she was in hospital right. then uh, she became a priest at some point but like not a priest of any kind of actual religion per se it was the orthodox catholic and apost- apostolic church which is a completely independent offshoot nothing yeah. to do with the catholic church yeah. she's nearly a jedi yeah pretty much there's probably more klingon and jedis in the yes. world than there is uh i'm not even gonna try and pronounce all that shit again but it just seems like you know and now the latest one me and obviously now in november 2015 you know she posts up this shit but of course who stepped in to offer their support i will give you two guesses oprah and miley jesus christ come on man no think think closer to home Man, who's the two fame whores that can't shut their mouth anytime a fucking camera's around? Brizzy. <laughs> no, that cunt just thinks he's something and he's nobody. Yeah. P- everyone else listening to this just going to went, what's a Brizzy? Yeah. So, uh, nobody needs to know. Come on. Is it Irish celebrity. Bono has to be busy. Okay. He's in Paris. <laughs> this is why I give you two guesses because I knew Bono should have been yeah. one of them. Yeah, you're letting me down here. Well, you have to tell me. Who's the other Irish man? Well, I'd, I'd nearly claim he's English now, but 
Bob. Exactly. Mr. Geldof himself has offered support. <laughs> it's like, fuck off. Haven't you got like a bag of starving children to be minding? Yeah, both of them. <laughs> but I mean, it's just one of these things where, you know, like I say, I had to look up. I didn't realise the litany of shit mm. was that deep. Like, and that's only some I've given you the, the, the bullet point version. She's just, I mean, at what point with, where celebrities are concerned, are they not just considered certifiable and locked up? I mean, if that was your average Joe Soap, remember the whole Britney Spears thing, the shave in the head and yes. fucking milkshakes at photographers and all this crack. Like, if a, if Joe Soap member of the public started carrying on like that, they probably would be committed. No, you would. Like, celebrities get away with a lot of things. Yeah. As I long mean, as they're not called Oscar and have no legs. Yes, we'll get to that. Um, but no, it, it does. It just seems like if anybody else carried on half as barmy as this fuck with, they would have been locked up yeah. a long time ago. They'd be in Grage Gorman wandering down looking in the window at you. You would be, yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, let me elaborate. I used to, one of the barber shops I worked in was pretty much at the bottom of a street called, um, it was Brunswick Street and Grange Gorman Lower. And Grange Gorman was basically the, I guess, official nuthouse for Dublin City, wasn't it? Yeah. Pretty much the largest campus. Grange Gorman, Dundrum and Port Ran, it would be the three. Yeah, but I think Grange Gorman was the one everybody knew of the Grange, if you will, yeah. Grange Gorman. Or um, wasn't it Brendan's it was known as at one point? Possibly. It um, might have been something to do with maybe a Don drum is behind the giant wall. Yeah, but they and, always were. It's always yeah. Grange Gorman. And Port Ran is out in the country. Yeah. <laughs> in the worst place on earth in this country. Yeah. That's not Donegal. Well, that, that's the thing. I mean, and that, that's where things like that should be. Yes. But anyway, this, this uh, asylum was down the road from a barber shop I worked in. And, like, for whatever reason, a lot of these... I don't know that I, I, inmate isn't the right word because they weren't they're not like yeah. prisoners but they're definitely mm. not meant to be in society yeah. patient patients a lot of these <laughs> patients weren't considered a harm to anybody or themselves so they would be let out to kind of just walk around because like, mm. you could kind of walk like a big block but it got to the stage where we like we'd have names for all the different guys because they all had their little ticks and their little idiosyncrasies <laughs> and there was one guy I could only assume used to get the fucking head clattered off him for losing his glasses when he was a kid or something because picture michael jackson moonwalker this guy was defying gravity how he walked he walked like facing forward but leaning back so that his face <laughs> like his head was like pointing up but his back was nearly parallel with the ground and with one finger pressed to the bridge of his nose like holding his glasses yeah, on in case they fell off in case they fell off like as if gravity wasn't going to do enough yeah. by holding it up they're selling tape to his head as a roll of masking tape yeah, round, yeah. round his head there was another to top. there was another dude like used to walk around and when he'd pass by somebody say somebody was walking towards him when he'd pass by them he'd like swiftly turn on himself and like make the sign of the cross like as if to bless them and you see kind of people get a bit freaked because obviously you cop somebody turning yeah. so abruptly but <laughs> really was it was the clear, you know clearly they were in the right place let's put it that way yes and so were you yeah well yeah i mean it says a lot it's the only shop i've ever worked in where there was a buzzer on the door like you literally had to be buzzed in yeah, to, to a, a fucking barber shop like it's, an, it's insane but you it don't want to turn around from cutting somebody's hair and there's a dude um, blessing me <laughs> yeah but the, the mirror's kind of ruined that point yeah you see I, nobody gets the element of surprise and once you've worked in a barber shop for long enough Vampires. you know well, if vampire. he's a vampire that's doing it, maybe that's why he's blessing people. It's all like a little piss take from him. Yeah. Oh, nobody's going to suspect him a vampire if I'm <laughs> blessing people. But um, yeah, I mean, you work in a barbershop for long enough, and there's nowhere in that shop or outside your door you can't see yes. by using a specific mirror. It's, it's uh, like people sitting behind me, they're whispering and they're trying to make signals. You're sitting two feet behind me. Yeah. And I have a mirror. rear view mirror, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not from looking out the the back of the window is for seeing what you people are up to yeah in the back yeah it's not too mirror either side of me for looking behind me yeah th this one the, the although you will often see in a taxi um like a second mirror yeah i used to kind of attached have another one but it, they're very hard if they're not already stuck there to keep in place yeah and i'd imagine as well just from using a sat nav the odd time anything you put in your window that's not normally there is very obstructive like it feels like it's blocked uh, at it, some point of your it view. depends where you go like the, the sat nav in the middle of the the window is weird over over to your right hand side beside the the, the window frame see, is the really, place to go I, i'm the middle guy i'm i'm put it i no. put it literally as, as close to beside my rear view mirror as i can but not not under it up and to the right of it say so it's my side but it's up as high yeah. as i can get it to kind of keep my window as clear as possible like yeah no down the bottom beside the frame 
Yeah, see, but my again, I suppose it depends on model of car. But my windscreen kind of dips off really far to the front, so to try and put it down the bottom, I wouldn't get to reach it further up. But anyway, um, Sinead O'Connor, please, yeah. you know, stop with all these attempts and yeah, just, just get, get it just done. get with killing, will you? <laughs> Fuck's sake, just trains. There's means of doing it. If you really want to do it, just fucking no, no, do no, it. No, no, not trains. Leave the drivers alone. All right. Uh, well, yeah, but some of these guys got three and they're out. Like they'll get a pass if, yeah. if she happens to be the third one. Maybe you get, maybe you get double for a celebrity. I don't know. <laughs> like you know, you get paid out. But just quit the attempts and get with the fucking killing, will you? For Christ's sake. And as for dead singers. The Stone Temple Pilots need a new frontman. Oh, the Scott Scott Wyland. Scott Wyland. Wyland. He was the singer. Yeah. He the um, is he the second singer? No, he's the, he's the only one there. Did they not lose a singer before? No, well, obviously not. Is it <laughs> Alison Chains? Is it Lane Staley? That'll be the man. <laughs> so he's uh, so many groans. I assume you're not meaning Cobain. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, he's the only one that stood out in that era. Him and um, fucking Black Hole Sun. Yeah. yeah. Um, other than that, they were all just white noyes. They were all just a bunch of scruffy looking fuckers with torn That's jumpers and plaid shorts. Yeah, I was thinking back to that era and I tried to put the the Stone Temple Pilots where they'd come in it when I say they'd be a B-level band Stone Temple Pilots plush yeah yeah. that's the only was that the album or the song or both both I think yeah that's the only song though that I could specifically pick out very yeah. good song though yeah stands but the test of time as well very very good song they had some good songs but they weren't Alice in Chains Soundgarden Nirvana oh no I, I, think, was, I think they were just I, and I mean I, I don't know the exact timeline but I get the impression that they were just later in the day like that they probably came just a little bit too late early enough to still get in on it but late enough that they're they didn't get to peak on their way of like before yeah, the whole grunge thing kind of well before Cobain killed himself they, that was the death of grunge really yes. wasn't it uh, kind of woke up a generation <laughs> of mopey bastards like myself but um yeah it was the same with Alice in Chains like um Dirt I'm yeah. saying Dirt was the album what was that song that was used in that grunge based Seattle movie Possibly with Luke Perry. Don't know. Drugstore Cowboy? No. Oh, man. Hold on. Uh, Rooster? Man in a Box? Down in the Hole? Uh, oh. You're just naming songs now. I thought you were naming films. No, Alison Chain songs. Yeah, no, hang on. I'll just check this movie on IMDb. Um, Which I find have great titles. Man in a Box, Down in the Hole. And yeah. Then Lane Died. <laughs> In fairness, he didn't write the songs, but it still doesn't make it any less funny. The singers, if I remember correctly, the singers rarely did in any of those bands. Because even Faint No More and all, like, I think it was the keyboard player wrote yeah. all the songs. Uh, apart from Nirvana. Yeah. Because uh, Grohl kept all his. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> any day now, this crazy yeah. fucking heroin using motherfucker is going to turn down top yeah. himself. Is that, is that a Mentos ad over there? Yeah. I have an idea. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Funny, you know. Got away, Kurt. No, hang on. I think it was Luke Perry. Mm. One of those dudes. Has he got a brother as well? Matthew? Possibly. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's probably more likely Matthew Perry. Yeah, let me just check. Matthew see. Perry is Chandler from Friends. Oh. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> you're fucking duping me live on air here. Come on, man. No, it's this. Ah, you're wrecking me fucking thing here, this movie. Um. I think it was Luke Perry. I don't know why Luke Perry's coming to my mind, but when I seen a quick picture of him there, I kind of went, oh, I don't think it's Luke Perry. Dylan from Beverly Hills, 90210. Yeah, that's the picture that came up from. So that's why I'm kind of going, oh, I don't think it's that dude. He was in the fifth element? Yeah. He didn't have a big part. Okay. I'm just going to scroll through it. It's not Luke Perry, but Jesus, Luke Perry's done a lot of voice acting. Okay, he's done The Simpsons oh. as Luke Perry. He's done Biker Mice from Mars. He's done Mortal Kombat, Defenders of the Realm, and he was Rick Jones in the Incredible Hulk animated series, the 96 uh, one. Well, he's like uh, uh, any of those teenage actors who were 30 when they started. You've got to keep yeah. going. <laughs> and, and you don't look like a teenager when you're in your 40s, five years after you became a, you graduated high school in Beverly Hills. Fuck, I, I, that's going to annoy me now. But anyway, I, I, I just don't have the time or brain power no. to sit here looking it up but this yeah it's um there was, it was, i remember it being like because the dude had long hair and i think he blew out the windows of his car with speakers or something like that but stone temple pilots anyway it was the song it was the song off the album dort but again that's allison chance 
Alas, yeah, come on, you know, you know what I mean. Um, no, no, one of them died recently, and the other one died. Yeah, but they both sounded and the same before they died. Um, I know, Lance Daly, much better singer. Again, I wouldn't have known. They, they'd have been one of those bands that, like, I'd have probably heard the songs on MTV back when they played music, and that's where you would have got. So it would have been what they released. And although I would have picked up albums, if I was to listen to the album now, I'd probably kind of go, oh, yeah, it'd be very reminiscent mm. to listen to it, but I couldn't tell you the name of any of the songs or anything like that but anyhow yeah he's dead anyway he is what happened to him uh, he's never the cleanest or soberest man ah. going Rock he died on a tour bus oh really yeah. they're still going uh, or was he just on somebody's tour bus they were they were going five years ago when they played the Olympia one of the best gigs I've ever seen wow like, like you have you seen him in when he was in uh, Velvet Revolver Slash and he's topless and wandering around in no, the video? No, see, because that was the thing. You see, because I wasn't a huge Stone Temple Pilots fan, and I am, um, I fucking hate Guns and Roses. This video was always on. Uh, yeah, I do Kerang. remember. He was wandering in like some kind of yeah. underground club type and thing. Th- he was a topless guy in leather pants. Yeah, the, the heroin-looking dude. Yeah. Rocks out onto the stage in Olympia in a three-piece suit, and l- lays waste to the the whole show. Brilliant. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, no, I I never had any interest in that Velvet Revolver based on the fact that I didn't I didn't particularly like one of the bands and hated the other band <laughs> that basically comprised its members. So I was just like, I don't even want to know where this is going. Um, but yeah, that's uh, eh, rock and roll, man. Live fast, die old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> live just, die, die just before fifty. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing he made it that far. To be honest, isn't it really? It is. But um. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of um, great gigs, like, there's that, a band... That, that, uh, who's next? Cornell or Vedder? There's not many left. Uh, no, they're both them far too straight-laced, <laughs> I think. I don't, they were never... Uh, Cornell, Audio Slave had to put off recording to get him sober. Really? Yeah. Never struck me as the junkie-ish type or anything like that. I think it was more drink. Okay. But Vedder, definitely. Yeah, very few die of drinking, though, to be fair. Yeah, Metallica survived, so... Yeah, it's always... Lemmy's alive. Yeah, like I say, Vedder... Doesn't doesn't Vedder got his finger in some other pies as well, though? Other than Pearl Jam? Maybe not musically, I can't think of something. It's ringing a bell that he had something else to do with something else. I don't know, I can't remember. Possibly. But, um... Are you thinking of Billy Corrigan and TNA Wrestling? Ah, no, no. Is he in... What the fuck is he doing with TNA Wrestling? Oh, no. Is there a whiter, skinnier, nerdier dude than Billy fucking Corrigan? one of the backstage dudes at TNA Wrestling, or he was really? a few months back, yeah. Smashing Pumpkins? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, doesn't, um, I suppose, where wrestling's concerned, who knows who the fans are because, or who's doing what where, because the one that always shocked me was that uh, Freddie Prince Jr. dude, and he was, mm. like, writing for WWE yeah. for Corrigan's a Corrigan's doing time. something like that. I don't know if he still is or not, but he was nah. for a long time. You only do that for so long yeah. when you're Hollywood rich and... And Vince McMahon is shouting at you every week. Do you think that's what it is, or do you think it's because they've got a genuine no. interest? And he can walk away from Vince McMahon. A lot of the other guys can't. Yeah, like there's only so much he'll take of Vince roaring at him. Yeah, I guess. But um, uh, just saying about good gigs and all. Um, a couple of lads I know went along, and I see their name pop up quite literally as as the I was talking to one of the guys. Is and this Steph Leppard from last Monday night. No, and he informed me, but they've played here every year for like the last eleven years. Elect- Dayball. Yes, Electric Six. But every time I see their name pop up I kinda go, I must go along to that yeah. because I always remember you giving me an album and it was yeah. oh it's a Black Mountain or something. Uh, I think we talked about this before but I couldn't remember. But anyway can- Canadian band very Yeah, they were shit slow anyway. guitarists. Yeah, I didn't like it and I was just skipping song for song for song, but on the same memory key or whatever that all this music was on. All of a sudden, I hit a song. And I kind of went, oh, "That's a bit catchier. That's all right." Next one, "No, oh, that's all right." And it turned out I'd skipped into an Electric Six album, and it was pretty decent. But anyway, this lad went along. Um, they played here about two weeks ago. Yes, the weekend you were oh. blowing your wad down a cook. Yeah, oh man, let me tell you, you could have more ways than one. Hey, got, got to see K Bar. But um, apparently, absolutely amazing. Apparently. Mm fucking charismatic they just blow it away and apparently they're like a legitimate kind of five piece punk band they just happen to have a bit of electro synth on one of their albums alright 
But um, but your man apparently turns around and joked about the fact that he says it's a he said it's like you know they've gone from purgatory to hell at this stage. Like this is what they do. It's just they're, they're back here every year. <laughs> he said and he goes, come on. He goes, I know we have to just get it out of the way. So here it is. Like he plays gay bar because like, it's like everybody knows gay bar. Yeah. Everybody else is a bit kind of stumped when it comes to the rest of the tracks. Like, but I remember from listening to that album that I got off you at the time. Like they were legitimately decent. Like you know, yeah, they're, they're okay. They're they're kind of a step above a joke band like they're not quite they're, they're kind of just a bit too good to be considered a joke band but definitely not 100% serious either they seem yeah. like to have a bit too not, much fun they're not rancid yeah exactly but I definitely think if I see their name pop up again they're definitely a band that I, I I've, I've threatened to check out for a long time yeah. anytime I see their name come up and I've just never gotten around to it and Barra didn't want to kind of go nearly inviting myself along because at this stage because we changed our plans last minute to go to Kilkenny at this stage, I was going to be around on the Saturday night because I was due to fly out to Glasgow yeah. on the Sunday, which I then didn't. Should have. <laughs> but uh, you would be four hundred and fifty euro oh, man, let me <laughs> richer. Okay, I might have a fucking couple of scars on my face and yeah. some fresh stitches, but uh, I'd have been a lot better off financially. But yeah, so I definitely think next time they come around, we'll have to check them out. Okay, this time next year. Well, yeah, quite possibly. <laughs> quite possibly. Um, and get- for anybody. It'll be in Vicar Street Friday or Saturday night. Give us a how do at the therapy gig. Saturday. Yes. I can't do Friday. Okay. Uh, Louise is obviously going to lie on Friday night. I'm considering going to boat. Really? A huge therapy fan, and I really like that album they're playing. Yeah, I downloaded the album today because as I was, we were talking off air this morning, and I was saying to James that because they're, it's the Inferno Love Tour, mm. and they're just playing that album through, and I was kind of going. I'm, I don't think I'm overly familiar with that album and then I had to listen to it uh, very hard to find online illegally <laughs> if you wanted to buy it I'm sure it's everywhere but um, I think I still have the CD I downloaded it anyway and had the, the, there's cer- certain albums the California Creation by the Chili Peppers and this there's a girl associated so there's extra memories and you're always oh, listening okay. to it very good very good um, I don't want the gory details uh, but Only I had to listen gory. to it today and it's uh, it's therapy yeah, you know, it's there's, there's no mistake in it. It's therapy. Mm. I, it's decent. A lot, a lot of um, maybe a little bit overkill on a lot of intro effects. I thought yes. I was listening to an old Body Count album or something like that. <laughs> body Count. But, you know, they were all big on their intros and yeah. shit like that. But it was it was that style. It was the mid to early nineties. Yeah. it seemed to be the thing for a lot of albums. It, de- it definitely did. It was like it was something they realized people realized mm. they could do, and it's like, oh yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Like it's really current, but current never dates well. No, but it, but I, the rest of it when you get into it. It's therapy. Yeah, a lot of a lot of slower, more kind of melodic type yeah, songs. Not as uh, fast paced or as catchy as Trouble Gum. No, but as I said to you this morning, Nothing there's is. few albums by any band are as catchy as mm. Trouble Gum. Like right. there's certain tracks on Trouble Gum, I could just skip that, and you're just gonna go, yeah, the fucking, you know, the nigger inside and stuff like that, and all. It's uh, I don't <laughs> wait, that's a Mel Gibson one, isn't it? Um, but uh, no, that was that's one of the catchiest albums yeah. I've ever listened to. Like it's. Yeah. Start to finish, just belting catchy tunes like simple little three card wonders. It is. I make a bold statement. Ooh. Uh, from the island of U uh, two and Sinead O'Connor. Yes. Therapy, the best band to ever come out of this country. I wouldn't doubt that. They definitely. Well, I mean, you know, obviously it depends who you're talking to, but everybody in the world. Whether you like U2's music or not, knows Bono's a cunt. So that just negates their any of the good songs. And they have had a couple of good songs. I mean, you can't you can't slate them completely. They have had one or two good tracks. But generally speaking, on principle alone, U2 are shit and Bono's a cunt. Yes. Sinead O'Connor's a worthless attention-seeking fucking whore. The Cranberries were a one-hit wonder who I don't know how they ever fucking got out of Limerick based on the know. one fucking song they had. They But they fucking... I think they have about four or five albums. Like It's, yeah, it's insanity. The cars. The, the cars, oh my god, pure fucking scutter. Like, it, you know, for anybody back who doesn't back know. Jim was crazy, he was the best part of that. Think Hansen, but instead of thinking they were three girls, it actually was three girls. And then they had a brother who turned out to be batshit crazy and thinks <laughs> aliens are coming to get us and all this sort of crack. Who, oddly enough, I think they're reformed this year. They, they have. But um, I remember seeing them playing a halftime show at the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Chicago Bears when they played here way back in the probably late 90s. I'm going to say 97, 98. And if you were a quarterback and had a ball, you would have been taking them out. Oh, you'd have planted it straight at the fucking Jim's head. Just going to go, what's the ugly dude doing up there with them? Because they're not bad looking girls. Well, they weren't. They're probably, to be fair, they're 20 years ago, man. They, They probably... Unless they're a fine wine, I gotta imagine it just looks like three bad albums now, like doing their shit. But 
But um, yeah, you could argue therapy or, you know, another band, and oddly enough, North of the Border as well, uh, Ash. I always yeah, liked Ash yeah, as well. Very catchy pop punk band. Yeah, again, I remember seeing them playing at possibly the second year of Witness, uh, Oxygen to any of you In young girls out there. Yeah. And like mm. they were fucking good, man. Because like, it was a dirty, wet weekend. There was mud everywhere. It was a classic kind of Woodstock 2 scenario. Yeah. Everybody was just filthy. A fine summer in Ireland. Yeah, basically. <laughs> lovely summer's day. And, um, I remember going to see them play and like they were just so fucking mm. good live like they really were I, I think I've seen them either supporting somebody or yeah. I definitely haven't seen them themselves but I have seen them again I could be completely wrong but I think they're back doing the rounds right, fair enough possibly um, and most of the good bands seem to come from the north I'd turn stiff little fingers as an old school punk band, punk band. Yeah. Yeah, Where definitely better than blood and whiskey, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> Fucking blood in your stool, man, that's what they are. Um, just, just every gig for a two-year period, they were dragged on as supporters. They said, Stop supporting me! Uh, they always kind of remind me of, um, you know that SNL skit with Christopher Walk and Mark Cowbell? Yeah. It's <laughs> like Martin Whistle. We need more lads with a tin whistle. Yeah, it's like Martin Whistle, that was <laughs> Martin Whistle, bring it up, bring it up. <laughs> and am I mistaken? I probably aren't. Uh, aren't great English. Um... Isn't the Tin Whistle dude or one of them this disinterested looking Jerry Curl kind of young flat? I think so. In a With scruffy no torn jumper, just standing there like completely disinterested in what's going on. Like he's just sick of playing. He's like, I fucking picked this thing up in first year music class. I didn't yeah. think I'd be here. He, he may pick years up the good later. instruments. Yeah, yeah, all the good ones are gone. He, he was out that day when they were picking instruments. He came back and it was the bell yeah. or the tin whistle was okay. left. And he ended up in business studies. Yeah, and because the tin whistle was only like two quid down at the local pound shop. But yeah, no, definitely, yeah, you could argue one of the, if not the best bands to come out of Ireland yeah. are the Rapey. Right, from music to movies then, yeah? Yeah. It's that time, people. The movie box of doom. Ah. 1990s Navy Seals with a Hoorah! <laughs> with a budget of 21 million, box office of 25. It means the Navy, it means the the Navy got itself four million uh, to spend that year. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes completely split here, so somebody's right and somebody's wrong. Um, critics gave it 19 percent, uh, users 43. Hmm. But as a Crawler will say when they're about to play the Rotten Tomatoes game on the Adam Crawler show. Yes. Adam, give us a fiver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it works the opposite way than uh, Trump. Yeah. You have to pay us when we uh, say it. Bad film can rate, go from four to oh, 35. Yeah. And I'd throw in both sets of the, the score there for the Navy SEALs. Yeah, definitely. Now, I have to say, it is, for a 1990 movie, it's a classic 80s action movie. <laughs> it is. Well, it probably it was written shot throughout the 80s, the 80s. But the thing is, it is... To the Navy SEALs, what Top Gun is to the Air Force. Yes. It's a recruitment video. It it's is. basically an hour and a half, or it's actually no, it's actually quite long. It's like an hour and, yeah, an hour and 50, 50 or something like that, which again, for a, for that era of movie, is pretty long. But it's basically one big fucking recruitment video. Like it shows you doing them doing the halo jump, you know, mm. at the high altitude, low oxygen, just to let you know I know that, you know. Um, them doing the school. I love the fact that they get. They get they come up out of a submarine and they've a twelve mile swim to shore. They're like really? Can you, can you drive closer? You couldn't get us any closer yeah. in the dead of night yeah. than fucking twelve miles. They're out. in international waters in the submarine. Yeah, pretty much. But um, and uh, showed Charlie just jumping out of a car off a bridge. Yeah, a lot of it seemed very relevant today. Everything from the Sheen stuff to where they were and where the troubles were yeah. and all. A lot of it was like, it's like it was more Mystic Meg about that film that it was seeing the future as to how shit was going to be. But, um, what do you call but it? No. Charlie definitely looked better, healthy. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, you know, it's pre-fucking AIDS for Charlie so he's got to look a bit better. Um, I, I have to say, to me, it is, like I say, it's a classic 80s movie. It's not a bad movie. It's nah. definitely not a good movie. It's not something you're going to stick on. I'm going to sit down here now and watch Navy no, Seals. but to me, it is a channel hopping. It's on, and you kind of hang with it for a half an hour. De depends what part. Is that the hostage scene at the start, or the jumping out of helicopters and swimming? Yeah, <laughs> the 12-mile <the> <laughs> swim, yeah. No, but it definitely is a sort of film that you could jump in and kind of hang with for a little while, and... Yeah. You know, not particularly need to know what got them to where they are or not particularly need to see the end. But, uh, uh, you know, it's it's a good movie. It, it is what it is. Like I say, it is the epitome of classic 80s movies. It was. Um, <laughs> I was surprised uh, 
so many of the, the seals died. Bill Paxton Pullman. Yeah. And the president. Uh, Dennis Haysbert. Okay. And the uh, black guy president twenty four. I was gonna say yeah, the the black dude, yeah. Um yeah, they they did. They let a couple of them bite the bullet, mm. but maybe again this was the whole thing of showing like the, the dangerous situations they yeah. go into and bigging and up the ones that do make it out the first what have you. Hostage scene when the Yumanjo says one of them shoots the guy in the head straight away, he's there, Whoa, these terrorists mean business usually they just mess around and nobody gets killed. Yeah. All they all make it home, far from the guy who got shot on the chopper at the start at of the, the very thing. start, yeah, exactly. But no, it was it, it was like I say, it was I thought it was a decent enough film. Um pretty weak bad guy like your main antagonist like it's just this weird bearded dude who likes yeah. his chest out <laughs> running around like but um and then his death at the end was just it was like charlie mm-hmm. in one breath has dragged him down to depths where he needed two breaths to get to <laughs> and then cuts his throat with no blood yes uh, no cu- sharks the cut of the throat seems completely pointless when you're after dragging him down like to crazy depths where clearly only a navy seal can go and what have you but I don't think Charlie was banking on his uh, 12 mile fucking swim back out to meet the mm. submarine. Also, they blew up a boat. Yeah. The guy lobs a grenade into a boat. The only boat you've got out there when you and a couple of wounded lads <laughs> need to get the fuck out of Dodge City and you blow up the one means of transport that stops you having to have yes. a 12 mile swim to a submarine that's now not there mm. because your man's cheesed it on you. Does it? Charlie wasn't the best Navy SEAL. Oh, no. I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say he'd, he'd make it. Like oh, that, he'd have been court-martialed a long time yeah. ago. He'd have been fucking... He'd have been... He'd have been to the Navy SEALs what pretty much every infantry lad was to Vietnam. He'd be back in America killing lads for fun and just waiting to be chased down the street in a stolen car with about as many teeth as a jack-o'-lantern <laughs> high on meth. That's basically where Charlie would be. So, Charlie now. Pretty much Charlie now, exactly. So... No, it was, it, you know, because all he done was disobey orders and cause trouble. Yeah. Everything from at the very start, going and like blowing open the door to go in and take a look at the other dude, to he gets the black lad shot, and, you know, pretty much everything he fucking done, bar when he goes over then and decides to rescue the captain or guy in charge. Thought it was hilarious. Um, the Terminator? Was he? Oh, it was, yeah, actually. Well, not the Terminator, but yeah, 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 the guy. Kyle Reese. Yeah, it's only yeah. now that you're saying that. I never even tweeted that. It's only now that you're saying no, that. No, I definitely didn't tell you that last week. You did, but I <laughs> forgot it and then didn't particularly notice it when I was watching the film. You know, it was not exactly a high intellectual film that I was sitting there no. switched on completely. But the, I thought it was hilarious. Again, it clearly predates the digital era of being able to pause or rewind in an easy fashion, where when Sheen is carrying him away from the building before they blow it, it's very clearly not Sheen running with him on his shoulders. <laughs> like the scene, I know a, it's a bit of a wild shot, but you're just looking kind of going, that dude's practically black who's running with him <laughs> with a big bad, almost 1970s Hulk wig on him to give him black hair running along. Like it's yeah. just like, shit, Sheen just fucking changed ethnicity and hairstyle mid-scene. What's going on here? He was a Mexican day laborer. <laughs> yeah, pretty much it was like, here, uh, El Chino, get over there and carry this guy. <laughs> But when we blow up a building for real behind you, because at least that way if you die, we don't particularly care. We'll just cut to the next scene and put Charlie back in. But not a bad movie. How would you rate it? Five or six. Yeah, like it's, it is. It is. It's, it's, it is what it is. It's, yeah, you get exactly like what it says on the action. tin. Navy yeah. SEALs. Yeah, no tits. Oddly enough, yes. Yeah. Now that you mention it. Yeah. Given that they brought in the, the hot board and all, which... Yeah. Kilmer's, Val Kilmer's wife, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah, when I seen the name Kilmer, I thought it was a rare enough name, and I, that did strike me when I, I seen so. it on the I credits, kind of going, is she the Val Kilmer, like? I didn't bother to check, but I think it was his missus at the time. i got to say X at this stage, because look at the size of that cunt. Nobody's sticking around with him. I know, you got some Val Kilmer Batman money floating around there. Oh, that couldn't be that much. Not to, keep, not, <laughs> not, not to put up with that fucking Val Kilmer, like... Big fucking... Did you ever see him now? Yeah, him and Steven Seagal like, rolling, yeah, rolling yeah. down the road. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. They're like, like fucking... The, it's like, like the, it's like the new twins, too. Instead yeah. of Arnie and DeVito, you're getting Seagal <laughs> and fucking Kilmer in, like... Yeah, it's a bad uh, register machine, Sean. Rolling down Rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll meet you on that, yeah. It's middle of the road. Yeah, I'll give five. it yeah, Five out of ten is, is all we'll give yeah. it. So, um, boxes in front of you. There, it is. It's heating it. up nicely. Yeah, James is thinking about holding there cold box of doom he likes to heat it up on the radiator yes it's nothing about loosening the little pa- pieces of paper from each other oh <laughs> heat separates paper okay yes talk is true there Mr. Physics he's got one oh it's crazy he's got the trauma on the ground as well don't pick up the one that's on the ground until you read out this one <laughs> 
know. Pickle Thunder's on the ground. <laughs> it's the big show. What? Really? Paul I, White? I think so. A film called Knucklehead. Okay. I think it's the big show. Check it out there while I pick up this paper from the well, ground. Do. Knuckle spelled knuckle. Should have gone with the one on the ground. Should have gone with the one on the ground. Yeah. Starship Troopers. Oh. Starship Troopers. That's a good movie. Knucklehead that's all one word. That's a film with some tits. Oh yeah, that's got that's got tits to spare. Is Knucklehead all one word? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that movie's got tits to spare. It really has. Twenty ten. Doesn't say, but. Yeah, I see Paul White's name in the credits here, yeah. <laughs> you know this is good. Um, okay, hang on, I just got to open up the synopsis. It's a, a bit long-winded. Oh, shit, it's extremely long-winded. I think it's an American football style. Okay, here we go. Dead. Unfortunately, whoever wrote up the fucking thing has given me their life story. After con artist Eddie Sullivan incurs a large debt with a local criminal ringleader, he creates a get-rich-quick scheme and enlists a sweet, gentle giant named Walter. The show. The big show, yeah. As his unwitting accomplice. Walter's orphanage, the only home he's ever known, also needs funds desperately. Upon overhearing Walter's predicament, Eddie convinces the no-nonsense head nun, Sister Francisca, that Walter, from God? that Walter can win the money as a fighter and pay off the church's debts. Eddie's plan? Travel from town to town with Walter and enter small, unsanctioned fighting competitions for prize money. I'm not even going to read on anymore. It basically goes into a pro-am MMA tournament in New Orleans, yada, yada, yada. Of course, everybody comes good in the end. Orphanage mm. gets the money. It's got to be WWE Studios involved. Um, let me see. <laughs> Did you know, under trivia, be the first to add trivia for this title. There is no <laughs> trivia for this title. Good. Um... Those features on Emerald Reprobate's podcast number 85 count as trivia. Yeah, that, that's pretty about as trivial as something can get. Okay, now it doesn't say anything about WWE. Anyway, sounds bad. Yeah. Oh, well. In a watchable bad sort yeah. of way, though. Starship like. Troopers lying on the floor. Yeah, damn it. Yeah, Starship Troopers. Didn't get the box enough what heat. A, what a fucking Nazi of a movie. Yeah. Really is. Uh, good movie, though, at the same time. It is. I downloaded, there's two sequels to that, and I downloaded them one time. I don't know, sometimes I've got a little frigari of, I kind of go, oh, I haven't watched that in a while, and I actually turned off the second one about halfway through. It's fucking painful. It, it's classic Box of Doom stuff, but... Oh, to, they're in there. You know the way we, um, we were only saying beforehand, um, certain movies that you need to sit down with people and watch yeah it, it strikes me as that it would N- be night of the demons being the prime example yes with exactly. Eddie Furlong. I, mean, I remember i couldn't breathe watching that <laughs> film and we were laughing watching it holy shit like it was just hilarious it was but like that yeah, that darren's a uh, dust filled spotlessly clean house yes you know <laughs> living in that fucking immaculate mansion that he's in um was sitting what up, there darren? watching a fucking i literally couldn't breathe because of the laughter not because of the dust and shit in his house um but it's it is there's certain films that just benefit from observations of other people and then yeah. everybody giving their own witty kind of you know shitting on top of it and all and that you know starship troopers is the franchise for that like i said maybe we could start doing that with certain films might be worth fucking sitting down and watching yes. together before we pod them and stuff like that yeah. and if the weekend unlike next weekend doesn't involve three UFC cards yeah come on Dana White for fuck's sake you give us nothing this week and fucking yeah. three events next week yeah, where, mean, where like, was Frankie Edgar this week why couldn't he fight last Saturday yeah I mean three decent fucking events like yeah. they're, they're like they're, they're not thrown out no shit here like they, people have jobs and families and things yeah to I mean I'm gonna lose my fucking family this shows. weekend <laughs> um, yeah okay so knuckleheads tune in next week and we shall uh Tell you all about the knuckleheads. Yeah. Uh, we watched a bit of catching up on some new TV stuff. Uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead. Yes. You're up to date? Uh, well, four, ep- four episodes. Yeah, yeah, I'm about four in myself. I think the fifth one is out now. What do you make of it so far? It's grand. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm enjoying it. Ash is fighting some deadites. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um, Making some witty remarks. What's not being evident, but apparently is the case, is every episode is a different director. All right, I think... I know you were saying that most shows do tend to mix them up, but I think this is specifically every show. So somebody gets to put their own kind of spin on it. But Mm. I'm enjoying it, I have to say. I I do. There's there's just the right element of gore and, you know, Ash being Ash. Like, Bruce Campbell still has it. 
He does. He doesn't have it in any other role, but he definitely has it as Ash. Yeah. Like, he was Ash. He is Ash. He is Ash. Ash is Bruce Campbell. I think that's one. It's one of those um, type things where the character is the real person, and the real person is them acting. Yeah. <laughs> because like he's so much better as Ash. It's just very funny. I like the little Mexican dude as well. He's good. Yeah, his sidekick. Yeah. El, El Mexico. Um, oh, what's his name in it? Fuck, I can't think. But he's a funny, he's funny dude, and it's it's really good. I, I like the bit. I think it was like in the second or third episode where they killed their boss in the car, and he gives him the bottle, like, and he's like, oh, "The bottle's mm. not working, man." And like Ash gets and like stabs the neck <laughs> off him five or six times, and he's like, "You know, yeah, it's just not very effective." Like, you know, you had to stab him so many times, and the fucking blood is everywhere, and he's all the while he's towing this fucking mobile tenement <laughs> behind him. Like, it's it's pretty yeah. funny. It really is. I'm sorry, I'm enjoying it now. I really am. Uh, something I'm not enjoying though I, to be fair I, I gave up after two episodes Supergirl <laughs> it took you that long yeah I got all two episodes in before I abandoned ship it's pretty um, it's bad. pretty fucking bad yeah it is it's, it's, it's I mean it's in, a, in a world where you've got Gotham and Arrow um, The Flash you know all these Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Janie Jones yeah yeah exactly Jessica Jones Daredevil you've got all these you know, fairly quality, well, some better than others, but all doing particularly well, holding their own, have their fan base and all. And then enter fucking the Devil Wears Prada slash, you know, name dropping fucking piece of shit that's so conveniently written and pointless. Oh, it is. It's terrible. It's like, you know, they, they blackify Jimmy Olsen, grand, but all of a sudden he's not some nerdy wannabe kind of running around freelance photographer he's <laughs> called me james super smooth suave token black guy and you're just gonna go really and then you know the and whole they still, story and they, they still have a nerdy sidekick like they didn't get rid of the nerdy jimmy olsen character they brought they put another dude they in just instead in the fucking the horribly friend-zoned bff yeah. like it's painful to watch him because you're kind of looking at him and they've given him such a spin that you know he's interested in her, but you're just going to go, but aren't you gay? Like, you <laughs> clearly seem very gay. Like, what, yeah. why are you and chasing her? Why didn't you make the move before she becomes hot Supergirl? Yeah. But, um, and then, like I said, you have uh, fucking Harrison Ford eh, as, like, the fucking boss mm. from Ali, Devil Wears Prada. Ali McBeal. Yeah. She's, like, basically, I, I don't think you've seen it, but, like, if you've seen The Devil Wears Prada, it's, like, this bitch There's of a boss. something about that film that made me not watch it it's actually not a bad movie so uh, Adrian Grenner is in it don't care not watching it uh, and that other dude um, bald guy uh, you'd know him if you've seen him again I like him and stuff he's good no it's not a bad movie it's not bad it's it's ultimately watchable as better far as kind of chick flickish movies go it's watchable right, but, better uh, than Supergirl yeah but like that you know basically Ali McBeal is playing I think it was possibly Meryl Streep or something like that yes. in this in Devil Wears Prada it's basically the same fucking scenario mm. instead of it being fashion it's news and you know yep. they just keep name dropping like you know oh Metropolis and the Daily Planet Metropolis the Daily Planet mm. the other guy the big guy in the blue and all like it's just like come on <laughs> fucking hell really and then you know apparently this week it's all over like you know you're not on Facebook but you know the, the, some of the shit I'd follow Thankfully. on Facebook um, Hank Henshaw like the dude over the DOE or whatever it was called apparently like you know there's they, uh, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to follow Supergirl what's it are they the Agents yes. of S.H.I.E.L.D. following Supergirl basically yeah uh, he's the, the dude the black dude the, 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 the leader mm. apparently there was some big plot reveal anyway now you know he's got red eyes or something I don't know I don't care but he goes from in episode one, giving it all the badass, oh, she's an alien, blah, 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 she's yeah. dangerous, blah, 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 giving it all this, to in week two, he's built her, her own fortress of solitude, albeit a little less grand than Superman's. He's basically converted a room for yeah. her and put and a projector in it. With a USB key. <laughs> yeah, he basically got like an alien USB key and a projector yeah. and said, now you've got your own room. It's just... But we're going to store these boxes over here. Yeah, and, and the coincidence of her sister ends up working with this yeah. thing and yada, yada, yada. And it's just... Everything about it... I, like I say, I'm only two episodes in and I, I don't intend on going any further. But everything about it is painfully convenient and based more on just dropping names. And mm. you, you can't help but feel that the only reason, and I mean the single reason this show was made is to shut feminist fucktards up from saying, oh, you only make things with men in it yeah. and all this sort of crack. That's it, they couldn't put Wonder Woman together. Well, if she's in the new Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman's going to be in that. I don't care. Yes. Um, 
speaking of other things you won't care about then that they released a new trailer for that last week I and heard uh, can we go back to Supergirl for a minute go on we can when does it take place because Superman's clearly dressed in blue when, he, when she lands and what 12 years yeah but didn't they they gave something where she went into the phantom zone the whole plot of it makes no fucking sense yeah. she went into the phantom zone comes out hasn't aged lands on earth yeah so she's 13 when she lands yeah Superman's dressed in blue so there's 10 to 12 years yeah and the magic age in comics I think is somewhere in the region yeah. of 27, 28 we, we put her as, because she's a chick at 25 so 12 years later yeah so Superman's like in his 40s yeah and he's been bombing around doing things for 12 years how old is Jimmy Olsen now? Like, very true I never actually thought of that yeah, because well, you know well, Jimmy Olsen was kind of he's not a kid but he's definitely young kind of yeah. that naive inexperienced because if you remember like if you're going to go by the old Superman movies and Supergirl movie where Jimmy Olsen also cameoed mm. um, you know I think he's meant to be at best late teens early 20s I'll go more early 20s yeah, though we say he's 20 so she's 25 he's 32 yeah and like what has Superman been doing for the last 12 years because he was dressed in his blue gear when she arrived yeah. and Jimmy Olsen has been photographing him pretty much since yes. he arrived I know, like, I never thought of that, but yeah, that doesn't make any sense either. And Jimmy is black. <laughs> what, yeah. ha- what happened Jimmy? Like, what did Superman do to Jimmy? He, like, hasn't <laughs> aged and changed ethnicity. Like, it's, it's crazy. I don't know what's going on. He fucking got some weird alien radiation off Superman. That he did. Makes him not age and turn black. But uh, yeah, no, it's just pretty yeah. bad. It's, it is. I mean, yeah. I gave out about Flash when I first watched it. About uh-huh. it being, a bit Savior too cutesy universe. and a bit too and villain of the week and all but I grew to like Flash and I really enjoy Flash now I have to say I do but this is definitely it's just a token program put out to shut people up and to cash in on the superheroes oh, we yeah. have this chick superhero let's cash in yeah I mean arguably and you know even within the DC world there are much better you know female characters yes. that they could base programs around if they really wanted it but they don't like you say they're cashing in on a name because they ultimately know that very few people are going to be interested to tune in in to a show about a female superhero there's a reason probably 90% of comic books are wrote about male characters it's because that's your demograph yeah your demograph isn't little girls playing with their Barbies and fucking My Little Ponies and shit that's it and they just wanted uh, to make money yeah pretty much I lost my train of talk because I don't yeah, no, it does. <laughs> it's a terrible it, TV. It just show. reeks of cash in. It really yeah. does. It's, it's a pretty bad fucking show. What's who's Janie Jones? What does she do? I don't know because um, I was um, what I all I know of um, Jessica I'd Jones. I'd like to point out that I do know it's Jessica Jones, yes. but I'm gonna go with the clash in this. Um, it's something to do with. I'm not quite sure what her abilities are. She has some sort of powers, but I think she's a bit damaged mentally. No way, a damaged superhero <laughs> or woman. Um, but like that, she basically is a private dick now or something like that. But uh, to be honest, I'm not 100% sure and I haven't got around to watching it yet. I mean, it's a Netflix thing, so I'll probably binge watch it at some point. But um, yeah, as soon as you finish Daredevil over there. Yeah. <laughs> But it's uh, well. I mean, Christmas is coming. I got a few downtime days to to, to kind of mm. fill. But yeah, yeah no, you, you enough time to watch two episodes of Supergirl, but you're still not cut up in Daredevil. They're, they're working towards um, the Defenders, as far as I understand. That you're gonna have Daredevil, Iron Fist, <laughs> Luke Cage, and Jessica Jones. It's and basically not a street Nigel level Winterbourne, Avengers. Lee Dixon, Tony Adams, and Martin Keown. No, <laughs> uh, it's basically kind of a street level Avengers kind of type thing. Mm-hmm type deal like where they're not quite super enough to be doing the superhero yeah. shit and yeah. obviously we'll be they're not quite heroes either a lot of them tend to be like yeah Luke Cage and all like again they're kind of anti-hero-ish type people okay. again also enter Punisher in season 2 of Daredevil which I can't wait to see that should be pretty fucking decent John Brethnell as Punisher because I mean he's going to be rubbing his head a lot yeah yeah well uh, yeah unless he gets some sort of <laughs> ice cream between now and then because um, you seen Fury did you Brad Pitt in the tank yeah, you gotta clarify. We're not talking about Nick Fury. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, Fury. Yes. Yeah. I did. Like in that film, like you know, you see how kind of menacing he can see him. Without, he didn't even do anything bad in that film to anybody. But you kind of get that vibe on him. He was able to play menacing very well. Like you felt like mm. he could kick off at any minute yeah. here and stuff. Or rape Rick, Rick's wife. Yeah, either or. <laughs> but um, no, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him playing as playing the Punisher now in season two, but. Yeah, I think Jessica Jones just might last a little bit longer than Supergirl. Yeah, hopefully. Because as far as I understand, I haven't 
check back because like i said i just see it in news feeds but it started very strong but apparently has been a steady decline with every episode since the pilot due to it being shit pretty much so you know who says that the people don't know what they're talking about you know <laughs> clearly in this case they do was, did our night i met two women with interesting jobs or any of them transsexual prostitutes no i see you're, you're, you're slipping <laughs> Uh, uh, out of work actress who masquerades as a clown okay and a woman well, who I, I, no let me just stop you there real quick um, what qualify like if you're in like one commercial or something like that a la the kid in six cents or something do you get to qual- call yourself uh, no, a, an actor I, I was in a play in third year so I'm an actor no but paid <laughs> that's not how you define what, it what was she in well, I didn't ask. Okay. But more she's in the clownness. Okay, go on. So she's an outer work actress who's now a clown. Yes. Okay. And does she was doing uh, clowns at the Des Moines Castle, turning on the Christmas lights. Okay. Yes. Well, we talked about this a while back. I was telling you when I heard the sort of money these fuckers are making. I was. Yeah, saying, she ain't making that money though. Oh really? Yeah. What was she saying? Obviously giving out about it. <laughs> yeah, she said uh, nearly uh, between the time of getting out there and getting back, it wasn't a lot of money. I see, I don't buy into that bullshit. Musicians pull this stunt all the time. When people turn around and start saying about, you know, oh, well, Chase, you got paid paid 300 quid or something. Like, they're saying, yeah, but we're a four-piece band and we have to pack up our stuff and drive there. Now, I have to drive to work. I have a 25-mile journey to work. This girl lives in Red Mines and had no car and had to get out to the Mine Castle. Get a fucking car, then. She's a bonafide actress. She can't... I presume she's a grown actress. woman, though, is she? Yeah, but living in the city centre, you don't need a car. Uh, you're stretching the city centre now, saying Rat Mines is the city centre. But, um, yeah, but look, at not my fucking problem. Not your no. problem. Not the person who's hiring you's problem. I don't get paid to drive 25 miles to work. I start fucking earning money when I open my front, when I open the door of the fucking shop. Yes. You don't get paid. I'm not arguing at this point. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, no, I know. But no, I hate because you get it. Like I say, musicians pull this stunt as well. Of, mm. Oh, well, you know, we have to get our gear, arrive, set up. Then we play. Let's say they play for two hours. Then we have to take down our gear and we have to go and all. Boo fucking who. Yeah, playing the gaff then. Yeah, no, boo fucking who. You, you know your profession. Mm. You know, you pick, you chose to play in a yeah. band. You, you know what you, comes with it. But they want to be Bono, where he just rocks up yeah, two I hours mean, before the show. You're not getting, you're getting paid Makes to play speech. your two hour fucking slot. It's qu- the quicker you set up your shit, the quicker you take it down, the quicker you're home. That's nothing to do with the guy who hired you. Yes. Hard fucking cheese, mate. Do one. And the yeah. saying goes for fucking clowny McClown <laughs> over there. Like, I mean, did she say how much she earned or no. how detailed did this conversation get? Or well, It's very hard to talk to somebody who's Spanish. Okay. So uh, she's a Spanish clown. Yes. Okay. Please tell me she had a sombrero or something, man. <laughs> no. Okay. Was she in makeup? No. Oh, okay. But the guy who was standing beside her when she got in had uh, those rings that stick together. <laughs> oh, the ones like bang, bang. Oh, look, yeah. these are solid rings. And That's bang, it. Put them together. Okay. <laughs> No, I mean, like I said, I just don't buy into that shit of saying, oh, travel time and all. Bullshit. Nobody else gets travel time going to and from their job, so you well, don't... Some, get, you some don't, people do. Well, yeah, within reason, yeah, if it's a call-out on your... No, no, some, some people do. A lot of people uh, have that into their contract, mileage and things like that. What sort of jobs? Uh, I knew a guy who worked in, uh, was it, ducting for buildings. Okay. The, no, he wasn't John McLean, but he put that stuff together, right. and he got mileage for driving to sites. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Maybe some people, you know, as part of their contract with a company, it'd be like mileage plus time spent or whatever like that. Blah blah blah. I don't know. But your average freelance fucking clown uh, no. or musician who, let's face it, they ain't paying fucking tax anyway either. That's tell, it. tell me she's invoiced them for that fucking clowning around there. Tell me that <laughs> uh, some band invoiced the fucking pub they just played in. They didn't their bollocks. They took cash and put it in their back pocket. Yeah. So you can fuck off crying me a river about the fact that, oh, uh, you know, you don't earn much by the time mm. you travel and all. Let's say, for instance, let's just say you use the numbers that I heard, 150 quid, right? And you even say you do two hours with the party. And I'm going to be super fucking generous here and say it's taking you three hours to get to that party and three hours to get home. You've still only done eight hours, which is a standard working day, and you've got 150 quid into your fucking pocket. So piss off. Yeah, but 
then you're a clown. Like that happens once a week. <laughs> like you get a real job. <laughs> what, what day was this? You picked her up on Friday night. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, you're telling you're me a clown don't have work on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, but clowns don't roll on the Sabbath. <laughs> the only thing you can do on Saturday is get out to them boy and back. Yeah, but I don't know. I just think it's... it's like you're, you're not bombing around town clowning and stuff. You need to get... um. What was the film? Was it Parenthood or something like that? I remember the clown shows up pissed, but he's got his car as a mouse or something like that. You need to get one of them, like uh, like Dumb and Dumber, the car was a, va- a dog yes. and stuff. Get yourself a fucking mouse car and people are going to notice you and want to book you for parties and yeah. shit. Don't just get the fucking bus out and a taxi home and all crying about how little you're earning. She can't be earning that little if she's getting a fucking taxi. Stop trying to put people off getting taxis. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, if times are that tight and she's crying about her fucking earnings, mm. you walk out in Dunboyne Castle, in not even a five-minute walk, you're in Dunboyne Village. You get yourself a 30... Stop putting people on the bus. <laughs> 37 into the city, and <laughs> you're claiming Rat Mines is in the city, so she walks from the fucking bus stop to our house. Yeah, I'd walk to Rat Mines from Dame Street. Okay, well, there you go. Is that where yes. the, well, I don't know where the 37 term... I think it's the 37 anyway. Or no, the 70. Excuse me, the 70 is will go from Dunboyne. And wherever that terminates, you get off and you fucking walk home. And you've saved yourself cash money on from James here. But um, who was the other one? You said two? Yes. There's a, in your field. Ah. A woman who deals in the lice of the head. <laughs> That's her business. She gets rid of head lice. Okay. Yeah, because f- funny, I did hear a thing, it would have been back around sept- late August, early September, somebody was on the radio, some lysologist <laughs> was on the radio giving <laughs> the, it all this. The, yeah. the, li- the lysinator. <laughs> and I couldn't get over this woman has, a, there was some, you know, quote unquote celebrity one, like probably was on Fair City or something Schneider like that, um, had brought her child to one of these or something like that and all. And basically this one, this is what she does. It's funny you should say that. She like specializes in mm. getting rid of lice. But you came back for X amount of treatments and all. But if I remember correctly, and you know, I, I could be completely off the mark here, but your woman said she had paid something like somewhere around a grand or 1200 quid for this treatment for her daughter right. to completely eradicate the lice off her head, eggs, all this sort of bullshit over X amount of sittings over, a, mm. a, you know, yeah, I don't know what the period of time was. Sounds like what this woman did. Well, like, uh, she she bought in a franchise of this lysination stuff okay. from somebody in England. Liberia. Lys- yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, this is what she does. Yeah. Again, mm. to me... And she did ask for a receipt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, again, she's probably fucking handing it to the bleeding tax man. Yeah. yeah, she's getting fucking mileage for for going out and delicinating people. But again, that that to me just reeks of I can walk down to the chemist and probably for under ten euros buy some top fucking shelf mm. lice treatment, put it in, yeah, comb it out myself, or am I some pretentious wanker who yeah. will pay anybody to do anything? From what I I took from her, people don't do the full treatment. They don't. There's a, there's a way to do it. You can put the shampoo in; it kills what's there, but they'll come back. So the the you could probably do it yourself if you got the stuff, but yeah. people don't. They go to her because they're lazy. Yeah, well, see, that's what I'm saying. I think it boils down to the the lazy, pretentious. I have the money, so therefore I shan't do it myself type yes. person. Because I am years in the business of dealing with fucking heads, and thankfully, only a handful of times have I came across you know bad infestations and there was one young now his head was the, fucking crawling I asked her about that yeah they don't like dudes they don't like testosterone oh man I mean that so, to me so sounds like the fuck with that had a look at my tumble dryer and starts trying no, no, to stats about humidity uh, guys you never hear about football teams having a lice infection it's always kids or girls yeah but Plenty of boys, I yeah. know, just from my. They're, you, but they're younger. You hear very of very little like, of d- yeah, before of puberty. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, or maybe it's just how many women do you hear of getting lice either? Uh, not so than, many. It's yeah, more than kid. guys, though. But would you not agree that it's usually kids you hear of? Yeah, and their mothers. No, I can't say I've ever heard of the mothers yeah, getting it. That, that, but the, the, the mothers not going to come into the barber shop and tell you. No, but in general, you know, you'd hear chit chat or whatever, and it's rare you ever hear of anybody because this whole myth of like nits jumping and shit like that—that's bullshit. Nits don't jump fucking they, they, anywhere. They take the bus. Yeah, they, they get the stroll. No, off. they get a taxi and with a clown and cry about how much they fucking make. No, um, I don't know. Like I say, to me, it just that's in that field of I've got the money, so therefore. Yeah, that's, 
I'll do it. That's a lot of things. Like you can solve a lot of problems yourself. Yeah. Like you can change your own washer, washer, washing machine fuse. Nobody knows no, what we're talking about. No, my tumble dryer's like a board gun on that one. Look at me, me washing machine. My tumble dryer's broke, people. Don't worry about it. But uh, yeah, I, I reckon. Yeah. And changing your puncher, like people go to. Yeah, the, we'll call AA to come out and fix the fucking tire. Yeah, not even that. I'm talking about the bike over here, the push bike. Oh right, yeah, yeah. People will bring it to a bike shop yeah. to change a puncher. Yeah, true enough. And the AA as well, because you can't. Yeah. Like yeah, you should. Like if you drive a car, part of your test should be changing the damn wheel. I think it might be now. Good. I know. I mean, again, obviously, me and you. It's a long time since we sat our tests, but back I, in our day. Oh yeah, yeah. But in my day, when it was a wooden wheel, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you had to know how to change the horse's shoe. But uh, no, I'm pretty sure that part of the theory test now, or your actual test, involves. Even being able to like lift the hood and point out what's what in the engine and stuff. Yeah, that's like the where's thing, air, that's the thing like, you know, where's water go, where's oil yeah. go, this sort of bullshit. Um but anyway, enough about pretentious money bag people. There's always look at the, there's always some fool out there that'll be part of their money because somebody comes in and says that they've got some fucking it's snake oil. It's yes. miracle cures and whatnot. These people if they were back in the old west they'd been getting chased out of town with pitchforks and torches. But anyway, we leave it there. Not sure why not. All right, for me, Derek, it's goodbye. And for me, James, farewell. Jog on.